Thanks to advancements in technology, investing has become easier and more accessible than ever. In this episode, we sit down with Tor Steen at CrowdStreet to discuss their commercial real estate investment portal. Along with making this type of investment more accessible, their portal is integrated with DocuSign and Verify Investor and is meant to streamline the entire workflow for investors. Tor is the CEO and co-founder of CrowdStreet, previously leading marketing and sales efforts at JanRain, WebTrends, and Earthlink. All right. Thank you so much for, for joining me, Tor. I'm excited to learn more about CrowdStreet, how, how it started, the direction that you guys are heading and the future of it, as well as how you are constantly innovating and staying current. So first off, tell me what year did uh, CrowdStreet start uh, and where are you guys based? Yeah. So we started CrowdStreet in 2013. We're headquartered in Portland, Oregon. And, uh, and then we launched, actually public launch was in April of 2014. Gotcha. How, how many uh, employees, how big is your team right now? Yeah, so today we're 90 employees. So come a long way from uh, just Darren, my co-founder, and myself. So there's two of us in 2013 to, to now 90 at the end of uh, 19. Awesome. Now, how many customers do you, are you serving right now as well? Yeah, so when you think of customers, right, we're a two-sided marketplace, right? Because we, we came into this to, to provide open access to investors to invest in commercial real estate across our country. So on one side, you know, we consider customers, the investors, the consumers, and uh, we've got over 40,000 registered accredited investors on our marketplace today. And then on the other side would be kind of the supply side, right? The, the product, the commercial real estate developers or operators, we call them sponsors. And we've got over 300 sponsors that we work with across the country. We've done, deals in 42 different states. So we pretty much covered most of the country. There's a few small states that might not have as big of a development uh, uh, options, but um, that's, that's kind of the, the customer base. Gotcha. So 40,000 and connected to 200. Tell me more about then the, the market, market segment of the problem that you're solving for this connection that you're making. Yeah. So when Darren and I got started, Alex, in, in 2013, it was really to provide access and transparency and efficiency for investors to invest in commercial real estate. It's been, you know, one of our largest industries in the, in the U.S. It's also been one of the most private and kind of locked uh, industries in terms of investors being able to access a, a building and, and see a building going up or a building being redone. Uh, but being able to be investors in that. It's traditionally been beholden to large institutional investors or ultra high net worth where they've got to put millions of dollars into that deal, right? And so what we wanted to do was provide more access, more transparency, and more efficiency uh, for a consumer. What's the, the lowest then an investor could already get involved with? Yeah, so we've dropped the minimums uh, down to as, as low as $25,000. Um, and again, this is probably a 10x decrease to what traditionally would be invested through, let's call it the country club model, where you know, a developer operator had you know, high net worth investors, and they would say, look, minimum investment is 250000 So we've been you know, able to bring that down, down by 10x. Um, and, and to the developers, to the sponsors, if you will, we provided a technology platform to enable that to happen. Because you, so you don't do that in the offline world, right? Uh, Paper-based. It, it would not be... That scaled. would not be efficient. That would not scale. So tell me more about then the technology behind it, the platform itself. Yeah. So when we kind of broke it down, Alex, we looked at and said, you know, what is the entire process that a developer goes through to raise the capital and then to manage investors? So we think about it, the presentation of a deal. A lot of times they've 
you know, in the older days, they'd print out packages, right, and deliver a package. Now they send PDFs. And so how do we do that in kind of an online paradigm? So we have kind of a publishing platform so that they can, everything that they used to email, they now put up on the website. And so for an investor, everything's at my fingertips, right? I don't have to like check emails. I don't have to get something in the mail. I've got this beautiful website with everything about the deal. It's got all the the pro formas, it's got the pictures, it's got kind of everything that, that the package would have. The second piece of kind of that, that process that we enabled with technology was, let's call it the transaction. It's kind of like an e-commerce, it's like your cart checkout process, right? And so what does an investor go through from submitting their offer to signing documents, to wiring their funds, and then ultimately being invested into that deal? We've done that in a kind of a streamlined online workflow. Then the, then the fun begins is once you're invested, you know, how do I get updates about my investment? How do I get distributions? And so we've managed to use technology for the sponsors to really enable an online way to manage investors, kind of like a CRM system, you know, to manage your investors. But here it's an actual live investor portal where they can upload documents. The investors get triggered emails. They know when their uh, quarterly updates are coming in. So that entire kind of investor lifecycle management. You've been able to incorporate into your platform. Tell me more uh, about then partnerships or API connections. It sounds like there's many pieces you've already mentioned, whether it's the, the, the transfer, the, the money transfers. Tell me more about kind of partnerships or API connections that you've created. Yeah, so we've had uh, some of the ones that we brand names we know, DocuSign, uh, API integration with DocuSign so that as an investor goes through, they don't have to pop back out. Gosh, you know, sign actually a wet signature. So DocuSign's integrated. Another one's called Verify Investor. So as part of this process, the SEC requirement is that an investor go through an accredited verification process. So there's a third party called Verify Investor. We've got an API integration to them to enable that. And then we've obviously got an API integration to a kind of a clearinghouse, if you will, North Capital Private Securities that does kind of escrow management, ACH management, and all that good stuff that you know, plenty of other third parties that do that better than us reinventing it. So having those API integrations ultimately to streamline the, the entire workflow for an investor so that they don't have to pop out and do other things. They can stay inside that consistent uh, process. For entrepreneurs that realize that the power of, of making API connections to their own platform, any um, uh, learnings that you had over the years of you had to incorporate those APIs that, uh, that you could share? Well, yeah, one of the learnings I've had, and this is, you know, I've been in SaaS and internet space most of my career. So I've done a lot of integrations with partners, a lot of uh, uh, challenges in that, you know, road. I think one of the challenges we have is, you know, we're built on a modern architecture. So we have kind of APIs built out of the box that are easy to, to integrate with. It's harder when you work with some players out there in the industry who maybe are not on a modern architecture. They don't have publicly available APIs. So it's really, you know, going through a process with those types of partners to say, let's figure out what's possible. Maybe it's, you know, not an API integration, but a file upload of a CSV. I hate to go all the way to that rudimentary way, but Excel's been around. And if you can create a CSV import or export functionality. So we've actually had to create kind of that uh, CSV importing and exporting functionality for those that might not have APIs. Gotcha. So realizing when, where you can try to uh, work a relationship, a partnership, or when you just have to, okay, we, this is as far as the, the bar will go. Just kind of brute force it, right? Yeah. 
Gotcha. Now, uh, how are you uh, continuing to uh, move forward um, and, and innovate? Like, tell me any uh, plans for five years from now. Where do you see the company? Yeah, and I think uh, it's a great question because we've actually been doing some major innovation in the last year, Alex. So when we first started, uh, the marketplace you could think of as self-serve. So an investor would come, we would be screening and vetting and and the quality control over the deals that would go onto our marketplace. But ultimately, investor had to pick and choose which deals they wanted to go into. This year, we launched our own series of funds. So a CrowdStreet investment vehicle where we create a pooled fund of the diversified assets. So an investor doesn't have to pick and choose. And for 25K, they can put that into the fund, which will then diversify across 30 or 40 deals in a nine month period. They'll get a little bit of multifamily, a little bit of senior housing, a little bit of office industrial, different risk profiles, some ground up, but some more income producing kind of core assets. So these are new products that, again, when we think about how do we delight investors, right? Because ultimately, it's about how are we delighting the consumers that come to our marketplace. So as we look forward, I look at some great, we just launched our Opportunity Zone Fund, right? Opportunity Zones is a big deal in the market today because of the capital gains uh, tax shelter capabilities that investors can see. So we've been kind of continually innovating in some of these products. Our marketplace is kind of obviously the place that this all kind of breathes and lives. And so we're gonna, you're gonna see more interesting kind of products that CrowdStreet's gonna provide because there's 12 million accredited investors in the US. And uh, you know, I shared with you, we got 40,000, we're just getting started. <laughs> just getting started. I, I can see the vision and, and it's interesting the additional products you can bring on that can attract and connect and resonate with different types of, of customers and clients. Can you share any uh, your thoughts of on, there's hurdles, obviously, in order to reach, to get to the, maybe even reach all 12 million, what do you see are going to be the hurdles you're going to need to overcome in order to realize the vision? So one of the hurdles, and again, today it's been very direct to consumer, right? Uh, we've been, uh, Brent and our marketing team's done a great job of kind of getting the message out there, getting the brand out there, uh, uh, attracting, you know, accredited investors. But we know that a lot of investors like to go through their advisors, right? When they're making investment advice, they say, you know what, I'd like somebody, I have a financial advisor that's my fiduciary that kind of helps me with my investments. So one of our challenges, one of our opportunities really, is how do we make our products and services also accessible to a financial advisor, right? Because that might be the person that then is really making the investment on behalf of their client. And as we all know, financial advisors have had access to stocks and bonds and mutually you know, all the usual kind of more publicly traded uh, more liquid investments mm -hmm. and these more private uh, illiquid investments that have great returns have been less accessible to those advisors or if they have been accessible they've been kind of a publicly traded REIT right uh, which is really a stock that you're owning as part of a bigger company. Interesting so taking the potential hurdle of a these financial advisors being a gatekeeper and almost turning them into a customer themselves. Exactly. We have to look at them as the, the potential customer because they are the trusted intermediary between CrowdStreet's marketplace and the ultimate uh, investor. Well, I, I excited to then see as you continue to explore understanding different mindsets and being able to serve that. For you personally, how are you innovating? Where are you looking to grow personally? Do you go to any websites or, or uh, you thoughts or ideas that you, how do you generate new uh, concepts and ideas? 
Yeah, I mean, I think I obviously I've been in the internet space since '98, '99, so I'm I'm constantly looking at new technologies and new new features. And again, it's it's a little uh, mundane, but for example, you know, productivity optimization, right? In a company that's 90 people, we're not 900 or not 9,000, right? So always thinking about how can you be more efficient? How can you make your team more efficient? And what tools can do that as we're trying to scale the business? So. You know, example would be using Trello now, right? Oh, We've got yeah. multiple teams around CrowdStreet that have now become like addicts to Trello, right? It's kind of like I hear about a Trello board and another board, you know, and it's great, right? Um, because it's making the teams more efficient and it's a really great way for them to collaborate. So having these new kind of collaboration as we knew, you know, 10 years ago, there weren't a lot of collaboration tools. Then there was a whole bunch and now people kind of you know, we use Slack a lot, for example, right? Um, so now that's kind of picking those tools that can really optimize teams. Awesome. Uh, do you have any favorite um, uh, books or uh, audio books or podcasts that you're listening to right now that you'd recommend for another entrepreneur or CEO? Yeah, one that, that I actually am rereading again is uh, John Doerr's Measuring What Matters. Um, and it's just a really, just a great reminder. It's, it talks about OKRs, you know, uh, objectives and key results. And again, methodologies have been around forever in terms of how do you kind of set strategic initiatives? How do you measure those? How do you, you know, kind of keep your teams aligned? And I think Measure What Matters by John Doerr is, is kind of one of my favorites. Um, it's, a, it's a quick, easy read. It, it just kind of reorients you as, you know, how do you lead teams? How do you set initiatives? How do you set the, the kind of objectives for them? So it's a, awesome. it's a good book. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's a favorite. I'll have to check that out. Thank you so much for joining us. Where can people go to learn more? What's kind of the first next step that you'd recommend they take? Yeah, we've tried to make it as easy as possible. They just go to crowdstreet.com and, um, and they'll see that, you know, lots of content because we recognize that, again, this is an asset type that people traditionally haven't had access to. So we have a lot of educational content about how to invest in commercial real estate, what to look for. We've got our blended portfolio that kind of is very easy to kind of get started. Um, and so, you know, lots of great content, lots of articles. We do a lot of webinars on there as well um, to really help investors, you know, determine what's the right path for them. And then they can register there and, and start looking at some of the deals because we got at least three deals that go on every week, new deals that go up on the marketplace. That concludes the audio version of this episode. To see the original and more, visit our Uptech Report YouTube channel. If you know a tech company we should interview, you can nominate them at uptechreport.com. Or if you just prefer to listen, make sure you subscribe to this series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app.